At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 207. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary alongside Mitch Anderson. Mitch, what's going on, buddy? Uh, so as you know, I went camping for a couple of days to kind of get out of the house and such. And I don't have my land legs back, I guess. Which that is happens? weird because, yeah, camping is on ground, right? Last I checked, you don't do that mm. on the water. Yeah. I, we, I went fishing with my kids for... I don't know. They're five and six. Like you said, they don't, their attention span isn't very long. So we weren't there very long at all on the dock. And for some reason in my house, I still feel it. I didn't feel it until I got home. I feel like I'm still on the dock, like the waves are going and it is nauseating AF. Not good. We don't, we don't like that for you. That that's bad vibes. It's bad. The whole ride over from there. Nothing. Perfect. Second I got in my house. Boom. Oh boy. Look out. Maybe it's my cricket walls triggering it. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at. What's what's going on with you, man? Not a whole lot. Um, it's been it's been going. Uh, I have a little vacation time in a couple weeks, so I'm kind of like running out the clock at the day job for uh, not next week. The following week, I have a week off, and I am just like, you know, in like the movies when they're like. M- putting the X in the count. That's basically me right now. I, I am, I'm ready. I need the time. My boss, if you're listening, I apologize. I just need a mental break right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm spent. Don't apologize. Never apologize for wanting time off ever. There you go. So that, that's pretty much it for me. It's just the, the countdown to uh, some much needed away time. That's all. I remember when I was in the government, I had this, we had this big, huge payday calendar, like massive. And I'd have like purple because I only had a purple highlighter. Why purple? I don't know. And I would X out all the days until I was leaving like for my leave to do yeah, this yeah. so that everyone could see like, oh, you got another week left. And that it scratch a day off a week minus a day. <laughs> good stuff. I love it. It was amazing. I can't. Oh, it felt good. It felt really good to X out a day. Perfect. Love that. Uh, we have uh, a little sponsor to talk about today, don't we, Mitch? Attention listeners across the galaxy, see, 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 all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a prube pube problem? Excuse me. Uh, and then it wants me to insert space music. We're not going to do that. Uh, if so, and if, even if you don't have a pube problem, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth, fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0 exclamation mark. Kick your pubes to the next planet. Yeah, maybe take care of them. Don't, don't dump them on someone else. That's not fun. Uh, <laughs> with the Performance Package 4.0, the orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity. My God. When you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Honestly, in anyone grooming. Anyone should use these products. This male, is true. Female, unidentified, doesn't matter. Use them. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff or... Fuselage, not fuselage. Anyway, you know <laughs> I, I'm trying to yes. get to. 
<laughs> I just did another phallic symbol for some reason. Get ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with code FANSIDED20. So that's manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Do it. Your pubes or area will thank you. Yes. Um, Mitch and I can both attest that this is a phenomenal product. All the products. The, the whole family of products. I use the revitalizer today because my area needed a little bit of refreshing. Perfect. Immediate refresher. The cologne is in my rotation. Like I have a nice rotation of cologne. You know, I like to change up my scent and that I mix it in there. Yeah. Yeah, the cologne like rotation. God damn, where where have I been? I I have like one and it's like my beard oil and that's it. Okay. Well I don't know. I like to mix it up. No, that's great. I just feel like I'm <laughs> lame for not having that. Oh no. Never to say that. So we have some stuff to talk about, even though nothing's really happening. Um, which someone <laughs> replied so Every time before the podcast, I write like a preview article, just basically like, hey, if you missed last week, you know, here's a link at the bottom. And then I will explain kind of give you a preview what we're going to be talking about. And when I tweeted that out, someone responded was like, honestly, I give you guys so much credit for talking about or having like a you know good podcast when there's really not a whole lot going on. Because he's like, this should be a prime time and nothing's happening. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? This guy's right. Forgive me. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head. But if you're listening, thank you. We appreciate yeah. that go on for 45 minutes to 50 about like Lou did nothing today on to the next topic how do you stretch out for weeks on end we're darn done doing it <laughs> and writing articles every day <laughs> two plus per day buddy yeah oh god all right so we do have some rumored signings we could talk about now we don't have <laughs> any details so we don't know the term we don't know the cost but last week it was really zach parise and kyle palmieri that was the you know the main topic of conversation well now you could add to the mix of uh casey sezikis travis zajak anatoly goloshev and Michael Dow Cole apparently back in the mix. Yeah, I was really thrown by the Michael Dow Cole one because he wasn't, as we all know, offered a qualifying offer. And you're going, why the hell not? Uh, well, it's because his deal, and it took me a while to figure this out, and a couple of people had to point it out to me. So credit to uh, everyone else online. Um, Michael Dow Cole wasn't was was signed or, or signed a deal, a one way deal last time. So while he could have received the qualifying offer that would have paid him a league minimum $750,000, it would have been a one-way deal. This way, they can sign him to a two-way deal, which is effectively what they've supposedly done. So this gives the team a lot more flexibility, at least when it comes to Michael Dalcole, who's probably going to bounce between the NHL and AHL. Yeah, that makes a, it honestly makes a ton of sense because... I don't, and we're going to get into this really in the in the second segment here, I don't anticipate him being in the regular rotation. I think he's probably a very likely candidate to be buried. But, you know, looking at what he's given the Islanders, I, I guess I kind of understand why they want to bring him back. Like, Barry likes him. It's not going to cost a whole lot. They have a lot of guys who can fill that role. But if you can sign him to a two-way deal and stash him in Bridgeport... You probably sign up for that, right? He might not like it, but what else do you got, right? It, like, what? Where else are you going to go? Yeah, I, I mean, from the Islanders' perspective, like you might you might as well do that. I I don't oh, yeah. think he has very many, uh, you know, NHL options. I think he would have oh, signed somewhere if he did. 
Yeah, although you say that, and I'm going to get to it in, in the uh, the social segment, there's a player who left the Islanders as a free agent and still found himself with not necessarily an NHL gig, but at least some sort of NHL gig. I'm, I'm teasing it as hard as I possibly can without giving it away. And most people already know who I'm talking about here, but if that person is getting a look-see at the NHL level, I would imagine Michael Dalcolo could have received a two-way offer somewhere else. I'm sure of it. Yeah, probably. He probably could have, but I don't know. Maybe he's comfortable. Maybe he likes it here. I don't know. I can't get it in I, his head. I think so. I think he just likes it here. I think he knows that he can maybe carve out a spot, um, but that, that's why they they didn't qualify him and why he's now signed, right? Because at first it looks confusing. You didn't qualify him. Now you signed him. Why didn't you just send him a qualifying offer? Well, it's because of the, the flexibility here. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And the, honestly, smart play from Lou. I like that yeah, move. This is like galaxy brain type of stuff, right? Like things that not everyone is, t- is thinking about. Yeah, because at first it was, oh, well, why didn't they extend him a qualifying offer? And most people were surprised. And, you know, I think we anticipated he was going to get one. Uh, and then when he didn't, but it leaks in a sense that he's going to be coming back on a two-way deal. You kind of go, oh, all right. Well, that makes some sense. Yeah, like, well, whatever. We're going to sign it to $750,000 and it's a two-way deal big whoop Mm -hmm. it's the other ones that are more consequential if you will or or carry a a bigger impact um that being Sezikis and Travis Ajak I think yeah absolutely so I guess we'll start with Sezikis there he's rumored six years at 2.5 million um my first question for you Mitch is what happened I thought he was going to get four million dollars a year guaranteed four million dollars at least five he asked Seattle for five he must be asking the same for Lou that's not how this works. Uh, he's asking for five because if I'm going to go to a team that's probably not going to do well, I want to get paid for it. Which is fair. That's completely fair. Yeah, he doesn't want to leave the island. He doesn't want to leave. So unless pay they need a premium to leave. Right, unless they make him an offer you can't refuse. But if you're comfortable taking, what, what's $2.5 million over six years? Not a math pod. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'll do it. I'll do it. Is it at 15? Yeah, it's 15. 15 mil to stay yes. put after he got paid oh God, $3.5 million a year over the last five years before that. Or th- what was it? 325? 3.35. Sorry, I always get that percentile wrong or the digit well, it's wrong. because you got that signing and the Cal Clutterbuck signing that are pretty you know, yeah. on the same, right? Cal Clutterbuck expires next year. So it's kind of the same thing at 3.5 and 3.35. And you think that Sezikis would get more because he's a center, but apparently not. So he already got $16.75 million. So he's losing, potentially here, we're assuming the rumor is true, $1.75 million over six years. Right? That's not a whole lot. Div- uh, what was it? 1.75 divided by six. He's losing under $300,000 a year. Well, the other one was a five-year deal, too. So that's got to play a factor in it. True, right? So, like, yeah, again, not a math podcast here, but that's not necessarily what we're here to discuss. We're to discuss that they're getting cases Zekas at a cheap, 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 cheap indeed. I don't know how they're working out the math for the contract itself to work to work that out. He was making four million dollars salary last year. I don't imagine he's going to take a cut at any point, at least in terms of salary in year one. That's why they're putting up the six. Like, well, we'll, we'll give you four million dollars. I'm just not sure how they do it. You can't really front load it, so you're going to have to back load it. And if you do that, well, then he's taking a cut now, hard. Right. So I'm curious. Uh, I agree with you. I'm curious to see kind of when the details come out on that one, how it was structured. But 
while the term isn't ideal for a 30-year-old who's a fourth liner, if that's what it took to get him to stay at that price, I am fine with it. Yeah, honestly, like this is the beating heart of the team. It's the soul of the team. Um, the the identity of the identity line. Yeah. Um, it, it He really is important to this team. Look at what happened when they weren't there two years ago, right? Where they had, they missed like they only had 19 games of the, the fourth line intact. Yeah, it, it didn't go very well. It did not go very well. Of course, you know, you have Adam Pellick not being there as well in that factor. So not only do you not have Case Zekas, but then you don't have Adam Pellick. Look out. Uh, and it shouldn't be. You shouldn't be, like, sunken by your top defensive defenseman going away and your fourth-line center. But that's how important yeah. he is to the Islanders. No, without a doubt. And, I mean, honestly, he probably will retire an Islander, which that that's cool. Like, he deserves that because he really has meant a lot to this organization for a long time. He's been a regular since, what, 2012, 2013? 2012, 2013, had 45 games there. He had 12 the year before that, but he was still, you know, 52 games in the AHL. He really made his role in that 12-13 season and then never looked back. Yeah, like, that's a long time. He deserves it. I think he does. Deserves it. Yeah. And if and anyone, like, right, we see Barry Trotz comes in and he implants this defensive first mentality and you think production's going down for everyone across the board. Casey Zekas puts up 20 goals and 33 points that year. <laughs> yeah, his goal scoring's been pretty good. Like, he was on pace for, I believe, 10 or 11 goals over an 82-game season this year. It was seven, right, in, like, 49, roughly? 56. 7 divided by 56. He played, he played a full year this year. Okay. That surprised me. I thought he missed a couple. But you're right on pace for 10, which is low. Last year at 10 and 48, right? That's a pace of 17. Okay. Maybe that was what I was thinking of for some reason. Anyway. Either way, you got your fourth line center putting up, was it let, let's pace it all out, 20, 37, 47 goals over the last three years. 47 goals. Over three years, you're averaging 15.6 goals, so 16 goals per year from your fourth line center. Yeah, you'll you'll take that, and everything else he does too, like not just the hey, like I could pop in 10 to 15 goals, let's call it, maybe more in a good year. Uh, but I'm also a very valuable penalty killer and a very important piece on arguably the most important line on the team. So um, I'm glad that Casey Zekas is back again. The Term isn't great. Like, a, I don't know what a 35 and 36 year old Casey Zekas is going to look like, but you sign up for that when your window is now in the next few years. You just locked up. You have already the best third line center in the league in Jean Gabriel Peugeot, probably a pretty darn good second line center mm-hmm. on, on just about every NHL team. And now you have the best fourth line center in the league, without question. There's no debate. None. I don't want to hear from any fan base like, well, my fourth line center is pretty good. Casey Zekas is the fourth best fourth line center in the NHL. There's no question. I don't even want to talk about Don Cherry. It doesn't even matter. Fourth best line. Fourth best. My God. Fourth. Nope. (laughs) Best fourth line center in the league. There we go. (laughs) But now you have your bottom six, at least in the center, locked up for a while. You're good there. That's, That's important. You look at all the other teams out there looking for sandpaper or grit or identity and just like trying to find whatever I like whatever player they can to like pigeonhole into something or jam a square peg in a circle hole no not with case Zekas it fits with Jean-Gabriel Peugeot it fits you've already got that locked up and now you're locking him up for maybe 2.5 million dollars that's a million dollar cut AAV yeah just about uh but are you hinting at uh like 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example like uh, giving Barkley Goudreau almost four million a year and giving up a draft pick for Ryan Reeves, like something like that. Some, if those things happen, yeah, something like okay. that. Okay, okay. Just just wanted some clarification. That's what I thought you meant, but okay, we're on the same page. Good. <laughs> I love I love throwing shade at the Rangers. I get what they're doing, and I know it, it's all we're all laughing at them because you're going, "Who oh, your big ad is? You're bringing in Ryan Reeves." They've already got top six talent. That's really what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah. So Casey can sign. Then there's Travis Zajac, and that one kind of threw me a little bit for a loop because you're going, why, why? I, I get he's okay, but did you really need to do that? I don't for the veteran minimum, which I'm assuming that's what it's going to be. I don't hate it. I hope it's veteran minimum, uh, but for me, it's we got a lot of bodies. Do we not? They do. But what I what I like is Ajax's versatility because he can play center. He played left wing for this team. He could play on the right wing for this team. He can play fourth line. He could play third line. Like, I don't know. Would you feel more com- like honest? Would you feel more comfortable with Travis Ajax on the third line in a pinch or Leo Komarov on the third line in a pinch? 100% Travis Ajax, but I can't then just say like, okay, I'm putting Travis Ajax in. Goodbye, Leo Komarov. Leo Komarov is $3 million cap. It is still there, at least for this year. Right. I, th- I well, should I say it? Because it, it kind of has to do with our next segment here. I don't sure. know if yes. I want to give too much away, but I, I would, I would bury Leo Komarov. <laughs> bury. <laughs> no, what, we'll um, put, send him, send him on the ferry to Bridgeport. How about that? <laughs> that sounds nicer. <laughs> Here's your ticket. Say hi to Connecticut for us. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Then that's just really what I'm trying to get to. And I'm essentially teasing our next segment where it's going, we got a lot of bodies down there. And it's not that any of them are necessarily bad. Again, I like Leo Komarov in a third line, 13th forward role. I don't like the cap hit, but it is what it is. Can't change that. It's just now you look at the number of bodies we got operating on that bottom six, essentially 13th forward replacement level player. And you're going, that's a lot. I know they've got a plan. I just don't – I can't work it out with how many bodies they've got there. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to get into that in a little bit here. Do you want to talk about Anatoly Goloshev first before we do that? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, we don't see him at the NHL level right away, do we? No, I was going to say I, I think he is in the AHL. I think that's probably our fair bet here. I think so. Just Even just from conditioning standpoint, right? The last time he played was April. Um. Sure enough, he's getting practice time, and I know he's working out, uh, as are most of these players, if not all of them, um, specifically if you're on <laughs> Nathan McKinnon's team. My God. Um, but I, he, he hasn't played since then. They're going to have to get him some sort of conditioning. So that means going to the AHL and seeing what you can do there. And, and if you do well, now you join the, the, the rest of the 13th forward group. So do you want to get into that then, figuring out what the hell's going on with these scratches? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So off the top of my head, candidates to be scratch pad players. Panic, who you just fr- traded for. Leo Komarov, Ross Johnston, Michael Dalcole, Otto Koivula, Travis Zajac, Kiefer Bellows. Uh, who am I missing? Anatoly Golishev, maybe. Anatoly- no, we're, not, we're just saying straight in AHL, right? Okay, Ross. Did I say Ross Johnson? You did say Ross okay. Johnson. So we're at to five. Was that five or six? Seven. Seven. That's a lot of players to be like. That's our thirteenth forward, guys. Let's see what happens. 
Yeah. Aye, so how many extra forwards do you think they keep realistically? Two? And one defenseman? They, they would have yeah, I, I guess. When I wrote my my depth uh my uh, oh my god, I can't talk today. My depth chart. I was going to keep wanting to say depth roster. My depth chart 1.0, you know, prefacing where where they're going and looking at what what this team is going to look like come opening night. I had a really hard time thinking who the hell is going to be the healthy scratch because there are so many of those guys. Are they burying Ross Johnston? I, I guess they might have to. Are they going to bury Leo, Leo Komarov? Might as well. You save, what, $1.125 million on the cap. Yeah, I, I, I... They need those guys at the AHL level. They desperately do. So if I had my guess for who the two forward scratches are going to be, I think it would be Travis Zajac and Kiefer Bellows. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you, because uh, it it doesn't make sense to send Kiefer Bellows down to the AHL. Although, why not? Right, like what, he well, hasn't played either. Well, he could be claimed on waivers, though. No, at this point, he's not waivers exempt anymore. Well, most of these guys are the only people who are waiver exempt on on the regular roster in terms of forwards is Oliver Wallstrom. Right, like I don't know. I'd be worried about losing Kiefer Bellows for nothing. I re- could care less if someone claims Komarov, Panic, Johnston, someone like that. Fair enough, but then you still got guys like Koivu. Although these guys are already listed on the AHL roster, so like all these guys are listed in the AHL, including Kiefer Bellows. Okay. So I don't think we're gonna have to worry about that unless he's called up. Or sorry, no. Yeah, unless no, unless he goes back down. I for, I keep forgetting because they got rid of one side of it, and for some reason the connection in my brain isn't being made. It's when he sent. I think down. it's sent down. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he's, they're going to have to bring him back at some point, I imagine, if he's going to be the 13th forward for him to play. And, and then the trouble begins when they eventually have to send him down. Right, which I don't know. I don't know. Would you rather just let him ride out in the, I almost said the KHL, the AHL? <laughs> it was not a good day for us, eh? No. I'm blaming the heat. It's really hot here, and I'm sweating buckets in my basement, which is the coldest room in the house, without the one like with the air conditioning blowing in my face. Um, it That's the problem, right? That's where we're at now, where we're looking at this roster and going, who the hell is making this team? Who's going to be the, the two guys? Usually you, they carry two defensemen. They're not going to be doing that now because, well, you look at their def- – they already have a gap on their blue line. So, and, and the one – who's their extra defenseman? Thomas Hickey? Or is it Aho? Aho, I would say Aho. Right, so that's got to suck for him. He hasn't. He's not going to play much at all. No, no, there's no way that he plays. There's no way. And then next year you've got Budzik and, and Salo, probably assuming they're still here. If we're not making a trade, um, then Aho is really not going to find a chance there either. And his deal is expiring this year, so <laughs> it's just a weird situation where they're going to have to carry two forwards, and one of them might actually be Ross Johnston. You think they'll keep Ross Johnson on the NHL roster? I, that's the thing. I, don't, I can talk myself into any one of these players staying. Well, Ross Johnston like, really didn't play after that, that first little bit. Like He was in the lineup, and we were kind of like, what the heck is he doing? And then I don't really remember him making a, a comeback at any point later in the season. Nor do I, even with, with uh, injuries and such. Uh, I'm trying to bring up his, his game logs. To just kind of see exactly if he, he showed up later on. I don't believe he did. Of course, nothing shows up here. This is so stupid. Um, hockey reference, please. Whenever 
whenever I type a player's name, I just assume it's going to bring up hockey reference, and it really doesn't. So his game logs for last year, the last one was May 10th. So he played okay. May 4th, 6th, and 10th. But before that, he didn't, he didn't see the ice between April 3rd and May 4th. Yes, okay. So he didn't, he didn't really play that much. No, he played a whole 12 games. But I, again, I could see them putting him there. Are they? Who knows? That's the thing. They have so many bottom six extra 13th forward players that you can talk yourself into any of them. And there's too many. You listed off seven. So that means they keep two. Five have to go somewhere. That's a lot of players. AHL. Sure, which is great in terms of the cap, right? Because we listed off some of these guys. When you've got uh, Richard Panic, Ross Johnston, let's say those guys are all going, and Leo Komarov. That's basically a full $1.125 million going down. Ross Johnson's the only exception because his cap it is a full one. Yeah. So you're then saving on the cap. One, two, five plus 1.125. $3.25 million by sending Leo Komarov, Richard Panic, and Ross Johnson to the AHL. Wait, I, I, I genuinely think that's what they're going to do. I don't see a scenario in which they keep those guys up. Which makes sense, right? When you think about the Richard Panic trade or the Nick Letty trade and getting Richard Panic back, because you're going, why Richard Panic? It's not that I don't like him as a player. It's just they have enough of those guys already, right? They had four, let's say, or they had a few before bringing him in, and then you bring him in as an extra extra, and you're going, you've already got a bunch of extras. Why did you bring an extra? And why at 50% off? Well, because you can bury basically that entire deal. Right at one point one two five being buried, you're really only keeping two hundred and two hundred fifty thousand dollars on the cap. Yeah, it's not that's that's virtually nothing. So you you sign up for that, I think. And worst case scenario, if there's like three injuries to the forward group, then he comes back into place. Exactly right. So you've got depth. Um, most of these guys are probably going to play at the AHL level, which is great for people watching the AHL like me because this is this team was already pretty good at the end of last season. Now you're adding depth like Richard Panic, probably. Um, things are looking up for the Bridgeport Islanders, I think. Yeah, I, I would think so too. And like, I don't know, just after what? The last two years, they've been really bad, particularly, right? So I think, you know, it just makes them a little bit more for, formidable, like, you know, and puts the, the youngsters who are down there in a little bit of a better situation because at least they'll be more competitive more competitive you're winning right like nothing better to, to that stuff matters yeah exactly right so like think about simon holmstrom who's been there for two years and not doing a whole lot of winning mm -hmm. uh, if anything not great like as much as you know it was a shock to get him we still want this kid to develop into something yeah no absolutely so we'll we'll see if you know they end up sending all those guys down or if there's a trade or something, but it does seem like there's a log jam. Like we're not just, you know, making this up to talk about stuff. There is very much so a lot of guys who are going to be on that scratch bed potentially. That's just it. Right. And there's no taxi squads this year, right? There's no, no taxi yeah. squads. The ECHL is back. So that also helps, helps with some of this, these depth movements. Um, so yeah, the, things are moving. And I think this is kind of the key, at least to the AHL level, where the Bridgeport Islanders haven't really signed a lot of veterans. They, they no. signed one just the other day. And then you're like, ah, it kind of makes sense. You look at these guys, and yeah, they're probably going to go down. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I, I'm not opposed to sending some veterans down there and making the Islanders of Bridgeport a little bit more competitive. Exactly. 
100%. agree with you. Anything else on the scratches? No, just a lot of them. Can't wait to see how this works out. Uh, would like for Lou to do something, but we're probably not going to find out what he's doing until April 11th when uh, Adam Pellick is going through arbitration. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens there. That's next Wednesday, so we'll have a show for you that night. I'm, I'm sure we'll a deal will be announced before the arbitration because that's what always happens, but we'll have some news for you next week, hopefully. Absolutely. 100% we find out what Lou's been doing for the last two months. So, Mitch, let's get to down on the farm. What do you got for us this week in the prospect world? So there are signings, um, not just players. First, the Bridgeport Islanders brought in an assistant coach. They let two of them go. Okay, Uh, They brought in uh, Rick Kowalski. So he was the head coach for or was coaching with the Devils and was a, a video coach for them, I believe, or in the player development side, actually. And now he's moving over to be an assistant coach for the Bridgeport Islanders was a a bench boss or assistant coach at the devil's level at some point also was a head coach for the Albany river rats. I think it was the Albany and not the Binghamton either way. He's from the devil organization. He knows how to run an AHL bench. He's been on an NHL bench. They're they're giving Brent Thompson a little bit more quality. Now I'm asking you this already knowing your answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I think it's a good conversation to have. Do you think this is uh, putting Brent Thompson on the hot seat here? No, I don't think so. Okay, how come? I, I just think that they're giving him someone of of higher quality than the guys that he's already been around him. So I don't think th- I don't think that they're saying this is your replacement. If you don't do well, Rick's going to take your job. If they don't do well, I actually think that's going to happen because why the hell not? Uh, but I don't think that's plan A. I think that's maybe plan B, but plan A is like, let's give you someone good, someone who's been there before. Um, Cause like Harkter went straight from playing to uh, an assistant coach, right? Yeah. Really hasn't done much more at, at the coaching level. And it's not that he's been bad. I should no. say he's been bad, but he's going to, he, now he being Brent Thompson is get someone who's got more quality. Uh, and specifically also from a player development side, because if there's one thing that the Islanders haven't really done, and that's the Bridgeport Islanders, is develop talent consistently, at least at the forward level. So this gives them someone else to help bring up some of these kids like Simon Holmstrom and turn them into NHLers as soon as possible. Yeah, and that obviously is a little bit of an issue in terms of the Islanders' developing of, of forwards. Um, it, it's, it seems like from the, from the AHL, because we've ran through this list numerous times, and it's been a while since a prospect has spent, you know, significant time in the AHL and come up and been developed, so to speak. Right. Like Michael Dal Cole is one of them, but they really didn't turn out a whole no. lot. Oliver Wallstrom is maybe the only one we can talk about and he did spend a full year there, so there's yeah. that. Yeah, he would count. He would probably be the, the most recent one that would count, I would say. Exactly. Of the forwards at least. The yeah, defense yeah. And we know they're turning them out like butter. No, absolutely. So uh okay. Any, anything else? Player uh, the player side, they signed six. They being the Bridgeport Islanders again. Jeff Kubiak, Eric Brown, Felix Bibo, Cole Koski, Kyle McLean, and Chris Terry are all going to be for most of these guys coming back to the Bridgeport Islanders. Um, most of those guys, the first five, are coming back. Chris Terry is a new addition. Okay. Uh, Chris Terry is coming in from the KHL. Great numbers at the KHL level, and even great uh, AHL career numbers. Guys got hmm. like. 526 AHL points over like 600 and some odd games. So he's a vet. He's a vet over there. 
oh, Har- uh, Har- he's 32 years old. So he- he's not coming in young. He's coming in not probably going to make uh, the NHL, but he's going to give these guys a top-line winger that they can consistently rely on to put up points, unlike Tom Kunakul, who they were running out there last year. Right, which that's that's not his game. No, 552 points over 626 career AHL games. Wow. Pretty damn good AHLer. Yeah, basically like Matt Molson at the end of his career. Really, that that's really what it's going to be. So then they they missed that hard last year, right? They they leaned really hard on their youth and some of their vets, and the, the vets just weren't doing it. Just not doing it. Tom Hoonockle wasn't even 100% healthy when the season started. Yeah. He's not... Is he still under contract? Not that I'm aware of. Not at the NHL level. I don't believe he's at the under contract at the AHL level either. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I wonder if they do anything there. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think they're good for the Bridgeport Islanders. Uh, when you think of their um, roster from last year, like the last game they played, most of these guys are coming back. Uh, most of these guys are a, already there, and these guys are coming back. They lost a few, in like Bobo Carpenter and uh, Dimitro Timoshov. I imagine those roles will be taken up by some of the vets we just talked about. Right, and probably an upgrade if we're being completely honest. That's that's exactly right. So sucks for them, but they didn't really do a whole lot. Dimitro Timoshov did a little bit, but Bobo Carpenter wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, the last thing I've got is uh, training camp or development camp for Team Canada is done. We had two players there, and okay. they didn't do that well. Okay, what happened? They just didn't do well at all. They didn't stand out much. William Dufour and Tristan Lennox. Tristan Lennox is the third-round pick from this year's draft, the goalie from the Saginaw Spirit. Just didn't really stand out compared to the rest of the class. Uh, so I don't imagine that they're going to be making the team. This was the step one to making the Team Canada roster for the World Junior Championship. The, these guys were already on the periphery, so they needed to stand out big to even have a chance. They didn't, so I don't imagine they will be back for the, the next round of development camp. Okay, that's a little bit of a bummer. It is, but the odds were already long for both of those guys. Mm-hmm. But I held out hope, at least for William Dufour. Right, it just uh, unfortunately just didn't go to plan. Yeah, but it could change. He has a, If he has a monster year like he, he should very well at the QMJHL level, maybe they reconsider things. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have to see there. Uh, I have to ask, just because I'm the leader of the fan club now, any news on Aturatu? Nothing new. I sent him a text about uh, just his production and how monstrous it was. It's just big old thanks and, and a thumbs up. Um, spoke to Itu Lucas as well about the, the development or the uh, summer showcase. And he too was like, yeah, that, uh, it was good. It was fun. Uh, I did what I needed to do. He had a lot of penalty minutes, 20 over six games. Wow. Oh, God. He was getting involved. He was getting involved. Again, I keep bringing him back to Cal Clutterbuck because that's exactly what he reminds me of. Just... Cal Clutterbuck 2.0 is what he is. Absolutely. So maybe he has a future there at the at an NHL level bottom six role. Bro, if he ever makes the NHL, it's going to be that, um, which is fine. You do, you need those players. Sure. But uh, maybe he turns out to more. I'm not sure about that. But he had a good summer showcase. Most of those guys did. Um, so we'll, we'll see there. But no, no new news with Atu Ratu. Okay. Shall we get to the quiz then? Let's get to that, buddy. As we do every week, I have a mystery New York Islander for you, Matt. I'm ready. Five clues to guess who they are. They have nothing to do with the show uh, episode, in case you're new to this. 
So five clues to guess who this player is. They get progressively easier as you go. Are you ready? Born ready. Let's do it. All right. Clue number one. I put up 88 points in 55, sorry, 59 games during my draft year. Next. I was picked 61st overall. 61st overall. Okay, next. I played on the Belarusian World Cup team. Oh. Okay, next. I played for the Ottawa Senators, HC Davos, uh, Novosibirsk, and Dinamo Minsk. As well as the Islanders, obviously. Yeah. Pajo? Incorrect. No. Okay. I was acquired for a 2016 third round pick at the 2016 trade deadline. Shane Prince. Shane Prince. Okay. There you go. So last year, Shane, the Belarusian one, I wanted to throw you off because I thought that was weird. He played for their World Cup team last year. Shane Prince did. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And now he's moving on to another Russian side. Uh, is it Yekaterinburg? I believe he's moving on to Yekaterinburg, which is Golishev's old team. Okay. I kind of liked Shane Prince. Yeah, I was down with Shane Prince. Again, like he had a really good junior career, right? 88 points in 59 games, and I think he did better the year after that. I'm just pulling it up now. So he was drafted as 61st overall in 2011. Okay. In 2011-2012, had 90 points in 57 games with 43 goals. Huh. That's pretty good numbers. Yeah. And yes, he is going back. He's going to Aftermobilis. So that's uh, Golishev's old team. Okay. There you go. Love it. There you go. Good old mention for Shane Prince on the show today. <laughs> Bringing us down memory lane of... Uh, didn't he have two goals in game one of uh, the Tampa series in 2016? He sure did. Love that. Good for him. Let's get to the social segment. Mitch, what do you got for us this week? Um, the first one is uh, Brock Nelson doing Brock Nelson things at the Beauty League. Death taxes um, and him just going off in the, the Beauty League. Picks up the puck in the neutral zone, walks in, and fires one past whatever poor goalie was in there. I'm sure it's an NHL goalie. Uh, Brock loves the Beauty League. Mo- most of these guys do. It's a, it's yeah. a fun little, is it three on three? Yeah. Three on three league. And like some of the, it's basically like NHL, the video game. Right in the the three on three where they play with like hot pucks that you scored counts for two goals type thing. That's what they're doing there, and he just goes off every year, and it leads right into the season. And Brock becomes Brocktober, and it's beast mode. Yeah, hopefully he carries over this year. So he's getting ready, my man. Absolutely. Uh, my first one comes from Newsday, and it says sources: Brendan Burke close to new MSG Networks deal to stay as Islanders broadcaster incredible love it keep this guy around for as long as possible he is tremendous the fact i've said this a million times but the fact that we've been able to go from howie rose to brendan burke back to back like that's hopeful knock on wood like 40 years of just excellent broadcast and then jigs mcdonald before that like come on exactly right so good job by them and apparently he turned down the the gig to do uh chicago games really okay Apparently, there's a rumor saying that he, he was he was offered the Chicago gig and he said, no, I want to stay where I am. And I, I'm not sure it's like I want to say just because I want to stay. I'm sure they offered him more. Um, 
but it's probably also because he he's not only comfortable, he doesn't have to move his entire family to the, the you know the Midwest, I guess, yeah, uh, where where they're settled now in New York, and he's in New York. Like if you if you're looking to go anywhere in, in this field, you. you at least nationally, right? Like his next yeah. step is nationally. I imagine he wants to stay in New York and not go to Chicago. Right. Chicago, great city, big market for sure. Blackhawks, probably a bit, a bigger team. They are definitely a bigger team than the Islanders, their original six team and stuff, all that. But um, yeah, I, I love that he wants to stay in New York. I think it's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, my next one is from Frank Saravalli. Saying oh. that the NHL salary cap is going up by a million dollars next year. I love it. That makes a big difference. I know one million doesn't sound like a whole lot, but it matters. Yeah, we thought it was going to be frozen for two to three years. It's no. going to be frozen for exactly two, and then it's going up. But yes, only a million, but that means it's still going up. That means the NHL is nature is healing. The NHL is recovering after the pandemic. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. And I hope it continues to go up. That makes life easier for NHL GMs. Yeah, the, the Lou Lamoureux has been able to do what he needs to do with a frozen cap. Now it's going up. Look out! Right, and they're gonna have they're gonna have some work to do because you're gonna imagine that Barzell's gonna need a new deal, Sorokin's gonna need a new deal probably by then, um, and then you have Beauvillier. Pulak is gonna need a new one. Dobson as a bridge deal maybe. So they have some work to do. They've got some work to do. Having another extra million dollars in the coffer is gonna help them a lot. Absolutely. Uh, my last one is a quote from Ilya Sorokin, uh, and it's the question was, how do you like life in New York? And he says, it is important to understand that I live in Long Island. I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to give him the in Long Island. Usually I would flip out about that, but the language barrier, he is still very new to this. So I'm not going to get on him for the in versus on Long Island. First but I all. think this is also translated. So in Russian, that's how it translates. Okay. Even even more credit to him. Yeah. Uh, but also love that he, he's basically a Long Islander because we always make the different, you know, differentiation that it's different from like the city and stuff like that. Uh, he goes on to say, and this is not really New York. We are far from Manhattan, from the business city. Everything suits me. It's clean, comfortable, tidy, near the ocean with good promenade when you can, uh, sorry, where you can spend time, take a walk, I didn't go to cafes. I ordered more home. What I like most is that it is four minutes by car from home to the training arena. It is seven minutes to the stadium. Now it will be a little bit more because of the new arena, but not by much. Someone will think that this is boring, but I did not have much fun in Moscow either. I love this is just that's a perfect quote. I, lo I loved every little bit of it. Just tremendous. <laughs> the man doesn't like to leave home. Likes to have his own little world. Yeah. Um, isn't really the the man like to go out on the town and have a big party type thing. Um, just low key man and uh, perfect. That's perfect for Long Island. Mitch, he's basically me. He described me. I stay. I stay <laughs> in my room. I I blog and podcast all day. I'm ten minutes from the Coliseum and the training facilities. Pretty much right down the block. So maybe an extra two minutes for that. We're, me and Ilya Sorokin are one and the same is what I'm getting out of this. It it really struck me that he had to correct, like, oh, wait, wait I, I'm not in New York. I am on Long Island. It's different. Right there. Like, he understands immediately that, that there's a difference, right? Because anyone else, like, well, like, if I explain to friends and family that I'm going to New York, like, if I'm going to the game, 
well, I'm going to New York for the game. Like, oh, cool. Where are you staying? Like on in Manhattan or something? Like, no, I'm going to Long Island. They like, I don't understand. What? Do you, but you said New York. I'm trying to t- help you because yeah, if yeah. I told you Long Island, you look at me like a deer lost in the headlights. Right, but it as someone who, well, let me ask it like this: Before yeah. you came to Long Island, did you think of it like the same the same thing, like a New York all in one kind of a thing? Yes. Okay, so then once you see that for the fir- experience for the first time, there's very much so a big difference, no? Yes, what, you have to experience it. Because, yes, Manhattan is like the business capital, like he calls it, right? Because that's the business center. Um, and it's more of suburban in um, on Long Island, which is, that's how it works. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that at all. But it's very different. It is very, very different. And you don't understand until you go there. Because from here... Everything you hear and see about New York is skyscrapers everywhere, and Spider Man is doing his thing all over the place. Yeah, yeah. even on Long Island, right? Because he's from he's from Brooklyn, is he not? Uh, I think Queens. Queens, right? So, I'm pretty close. Right? Yeah, we assume that you could, you know, Spider Man your way across everywhere. That's not the case. Yeah, no, no, not. But I I love that he's what been around the year, but he gets it. That that's it. He gets it, and he's been, just been here for a little bit. Cool. Anything else for you, buddy? That's all I've got. All right. So that is going to do it for us on this episode. Before we go, a couple of plugs. So wherever you're listening, please make sure to subscribe, give a rating and review. We really appreciate all the love and support. You can follow along with us on social media at Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. My Twitter is at Matt O'Leary NY and Mitch is over at TLO Mitch. Facebook, facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. You can also download the fan-sided app get us there or visit the website and uh last but not least the patreon mitch five dollars a month gets you a ton of extra content so during the season post game shows right now no season going on so instead in place of the post games we're breaking down major topics you still get the mailbag show you get a whole community of islanders fans over there discord group chat what else am i missing the discord is the big one the mailbag we're doing everyone right now is going off in the discord about who is it? Murphy's Law. Oh, God. Oh, uh, Murphy's God. Law City Force saying, like, Kyle Palmieri is not officially signed by the Isles. Do what you may with that. I assume that's what he, how he sounds. I'm I sorry, so. Murphy's Law, but I, I'm not a big fan. Uh, and so people are going off about that. <laughs> but the, the Discord is, is alive and well. The mailbag, I opened it late, real late, like 5 o'clock late, and there are 17 questions in there. People are dying to get questions in. We're going to be busy. So, Mitch, let's get on over to that. But just wanted to thank you one more time for listening. Appreciate it. Once again, I am Matt O'Leary. He's Mitch Anderson. And we'll talk to you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. 
Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.